Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Mel. Hey, Taylor. What do you call a large dog that meditates? What? A werewolf. Ah, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Floof and Papa podcast. Book, book, hello. Oh yeah, I always forget that bit. I was just really excited <laughs> to say welcome. Oh, hi guys, thanks What's for tuning up? in. <laughs> I'm Taylor and I'm here today with Melanie and we're going to talk about dogs. Woof, woof, let's do it. I got a story for you. Cool, I'm going to read along because I have the page open. <laughs> Brilliant. Woo. Okay, you guys, we are doing another spoopy yeah. dog story. It's it's full October now, so there's there's no excuses. Yeah, full swing. I think Don't tell a- my mum though, because she hates Halloween. Oh, yeah, controversial. We're not American. She used to give the kids on my block stale chips. <laughs> Rough. I would love that. You know what? I love stale chips. I like stale. Um. Uh. What were they called? Cheese and bacon balls. Oh, so good. They just I like appreciate crunch that, and then they just like. Fly- I swear, I've said this on a podcast. I don't know if it's this one, but they like crunch and they just flatten. You know what? Like packing <sighs> peanuts. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's a you good can swallow them. Oh, me and my dad used to eat them. Anyway. (laughs) That just sounds like something your dad would do. So we've got our second last... Second last? No, we got six or seven. We got two more weeks of spoopy. Okay. So not our second last. Hopefully. Uh, Spoopy story from simplyfordogs.com. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Maybe this isn't for us. It's for dogs. Uh Uh-oh. Should we get a dog on the podcast to read it? We're five weeks in now. What are we going to (laughs) do? Too late. (laughs) All right. The title of today's story is Two Sisters and Two Dogs. Oh, I have a sister and a dog. This is relevant to me. I appreciate that. Thank you. You don't have a sister, so you wouldn't understand. No, I truly, I wouldn't. me though. Sometimes I let you borrow my clothes. Yeah, I like that a lot. (laughs) It makes my heart warm. (laughs) Anyway, two sisters and two dogs. Carla and her twin sister each had a Pekingese Maltese mix puppy out of the same litter. They got one each? Yeah. Awesome bougie. Twin puppies for twin humans. That's nice. (laughs) Scarlet was healthy, but Bandit, Carla's dog, had multiple health issues and was ill for several months. What are you doing, Carla? She sucks. It's clearly not Carla's fault that her dog is sick. Bandit. Bandit. I like the name Bandit. Do you? I like the name Scarlet. Oh, it's maybe cute. we're the twins in this. Maybe, maybe. Our birthdays are close enough. Wait, well, they didn't even name the other twin sister though. It's just Carla and. <laughs> we don't know who twin the twin sister. sister. We'll call her Jemima. Okay, great. So, Carla, nope. Yeah, Carla's dog multiple health issues. The vet recommended a uh, oh hello myleogram. Myleogram. Your guess is as good as mine. I've never seen that word for Bandit, which is a test that checks for problems in the spinal column like tumors, infections, or nerve disorders. Hm, the more you know. Sadly, while the vet was performing the mylogram, Bandit died. You were not ready for that sentence. I read no. that slightly. Oh, jeez. I was like, oh, her tone is all wrong for oh, this sentence. No. <laughs> oh, poor Bandit. Poor Bandit. That's okay. a shame that he died during the, like, 
the check. That's so rough. Yeah, that's rough. Okay, all right, here it's we like, go. It's like, hey, we're going to do an x-ray for your broken arm. Oops, sorry, we killed you during <laughs> the x-ray. <laughs> well, I don't think it was they killed. I don't think the vet was like out to... But who knows? Let's read on. You don't know. <gasps> Carla was heartbroken. Yep. She and Bandit had been inseparable and she missed him horribly. Yep. A month after Bandit died, Carla woke up and found Scarlet with her. Scarlet? You little harlot. <laughs> Got Stay it. in your own bed with <laughs> Jemima. <laughs> Scarlett was not quite so bonded to Carla's sister as Bandit was to Carla and frequently wandered off in the night to spend some time with Carla, so this wasn't out of the ordinary. Did I call it or not? Yeah, what? <laughs> what happened next, though, was very much out of the ordinary. Uh-oh. Carla says that... Oh, this is weird. Carla says that the walls of her room turned black and where Scarlett had lain, there was Bandit. What? 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 He appeared to be in full health and his tail was wagging. Then he jumped off the bed and disappeared. Carla rushed to her sister's room to tell her that she had proof. Carla rushed to Jemima's room Thank to you. tell her <laughs> that I'm she just like, <laughs> I just assumed that twins, no matter how old they are, just sleep in the same room. Yeah. And I was like, why are they in separate rooms? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, rushed to Jemima's room to tell her that she had proof of life after death for dogs. Mm, proof? I don't, I don't know what the proof is there. That just sounds like hearsay. Mm, all right. <laughs> judge Judy will be the, the judge of this. She says that she still misses Bandit, but she knows that wherever he is, he's happy and healthy. <laughs> and then I love these wrap-ups. Well, <laughs> honestly, this sounds to me like yet another intense dream that proves nothing about ghost dogs. You're writing the article. Why are you trying to disprove yourself? <laughs> or life after death. But if, but if it brings Carla comfort, it's good. That wasn't quite how the last sentence went <laughs> but I, I made it up <laughs> i thought i'd riff on it <sighs> oh you guys that wasn't too spooky was it but i hated the black walls black walls oh, so creepy not about that that I'm sounds like an like indie horror game dripping down the walls yeah. too. hate that we should no, get thank some you. vr games we don't own a vr i know but we should get some anyway <laughs> just to own yep cool that's my spooky story great yeah Mel. yep do you remember Oh, you're getting so ready for my segue. Yep, yep, Do you yep. remember uh, High School Musical? I do. Do you remember a character <laughs> called Sharpay? I do. Do you know that that's also a breed of dog? <laughs> Flawless as per <laughs> usual. Is that how it's pronounced, Sharpay? I think so. It's two words. Yep. S-H-A-R mm-hmm. space P-E-I. Sharpay. I don't know. I think it's... Well, we're about to find out. But I'm pretty sure it's an like an Asian origin. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Taylor. It's a Nordic breed. Nordic. But it was originally considered a delicacy in China. Oh, jeez. <sighs> oh, boy. Thanks, China. There's something we don't uh, so condone. I think it's Sharpay. Sharpay. But I don't also just Sharpay, man. Sure. Sharpay. I'll believe it. Tell me about it. Yeah. So centuries old and is a cross of Mastiff and Nordic breeds. The blue tongue is a characteristic it shares with uh, Chow Chow, which we've talked about before. Cute. Uh, And this breed is also responsible for its makeup. So I believe Chow Chows went into the production of Sharpays. I think is what that was. Oh, right. Uh, It was very unclear, wasn't it? imagined a Sharpay sitting in a makeup chair. And a Chow Chow doing its makeup. Yeah, me too. Which would have been hella cute. Really cool. (laughs) Um, Originally considered a delicacy in China, the outlawing of them as pets on the mainland forced the breed into near extinction. Dang. Um, Thankfully, Matko Law, 
a concerned breeder, was able to inspire interest in the Western world and the breed was saved. Right. When the Sharpe first came across to America in the early 1970s, they classified... This is terrible grammar. When Sharpe first came across to America in the early 1970s, they classified as the rarest breed in the world. Oh. This weird sentence, but you mm. get it. Yep. You get it. <laughs> they're, they're really cute. They're wrinkly, wrinkly friends. They do have mega rolls. It says size small, but I would have thought they'd be medium. I would have thought so too. They're not like Chihuahua, like Maltese. No, kind of. not at all. Anyway, Definitely medium. Small, but I, anyway. Mm. Their utility, they have short, smooth coat length, medium energy, and a high suitability for children. Oh, that's cute. I didn't know that. Um, easily recognizable by the loose folds of skin on their bodies and their yeah. frowning expressions. <laughs> Very squarely built and short coupled, look powerful with good boon. With good boon. Apparently, that's what it says. It's good. They're balanced dogs who should move freely and vigorously. Their coat is also a distinctive feature. It's short and bristly. Kind of like, um, what breed am I thinking of? Short and bristly. Yeah. My cousin has them a lot. Smooth coat of any dog, right? Like a like a dachshund, but wrinkly, or uh, I don't know it's how to play this guessing bug game. Me forever, your Staffy? Oh yeah, sure. Kind of like Staffies. Yeah. There you go. Maybe it's Staffies. Nice. <laughs> it is short and bristly and hard to the touch. Whilst it's straight and stand offish on the body, it is. <laughs> it's flatter on the limbs. Yeah. I like stand offish as an <laughs> adjective. It's just like the hair's like nope. We don't want to talk to you today. <laughs> These hairs are very aloof. They're very standoffish. <laughs> Uh, solid colors, black, red, or light, or dark, black, red, light, or dark shades, or fawn and cream can be shaded on the tail and the back of the thighs with a lighter color. Oh, that's really cute. Um, measure between about 46 to 51 centimeters and weigh around 18 kilos. See, that's a medium dog to that me. That is definitely a medium dog. I don't like, know why I know this dogs that small. weigh like seven kilos. That's small. Yeah. Anyway. Um, you want to choose a Sharpe from well-established breeders. Um, defects such as upstanding ears and excessive skin and wrinkles can occur. <laughs> Bowed legs, joint luxations, HD are also known. Excess. <laughs> Taylor has just placed her eye onto the mic in disappointment. So, so all the other podcasts that share this mic. It now has my eye juice on it. Excessive skin around the eyes can cause entropion. But don't they have excessive skin around the eyes anyway? Yeah, but excessive, excessive skin. Oh, super excessive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sharpe is a member of the utility group. They were originally bred as gladiators in the pits for entertainment at night and for hunting, herding, and protecting during the day. Surely they're too wrinkly to be that good as gladiator dogs. There's a lot of skin to just grab. Yeah, but I think they're quite muscly underneath, so maybe that was Yeah, a, true. They are mastiffs. Yeah, Mastiff maybe that breeds. was a, like, got you. We're actually yeah, surprised. Muscly. Yeah. <laughs> And then I don't know who wrote this article, but they're a bit weird. And also as a delicacy, exclamation mark. <laughs> Jeez. I think weird. maybe that's more outrage. And also as a delicacy. It looks very excited. Anyway, <laughs> today they're used for companions and seen in the show ring. Worth noting is that there is no plural for Sharpe. Oh, Sharpe's. No, I think Sharpay's. it's just one Sharpe or many Sharpe. I'm only thinking of the character from High School Musical. <laughs> just like a band many of Sharpe. <laughs> Um, they're well socialized. Um, when well socialized, they make superb family dogs who are devoted to their owners and children. Loyal, playful, and active, but can be stubborn and territorial if not trained properly when young. Hmm. So like Taurus. 
us us <laughs> we're sharp as <laughs> legit <laughs> fine with cats if they've been introduced to them when puppies but can be a problem mixing with other dogs they love being indoors and hate the cold hmm. i guess they don't grow a coat really big enough to protect them yeah yeah whilst highly intelligent this breed does need consistent training and a confident handler it will reverse roles if you're too soft too uncertain or too inconsistent in fact most of them are too stubborn to train Huh. Wow, that's encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, that's, uh, I feel like every dog can be trained. I don't. Yeah, I think I think this is one of the breeds though that tends to get more stubborn as it gets older. So if you want it to be really sure. well trained, you need to do it as a puppy. Okay. Um, whilst an active breed, Sharpe will take as much or as little exercise as offered, as long as they have access to free play. Um, and care must be taken when they are off the lead, and a well enclosed area garden is a must. Hmm. Um, and they do not shed hair, which is nice. Oh yeah. Lover, like a smooth, short coat that doesn't really it shed. It doesn't really shed. That's pretty much all I got for you on the shop, eh? Ah. It's like fun, wrinkly friends. I love a fun, I, wrinkly do friend. Do we have them in Australia? Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen one. Many. I saw one at the RSPCA yesterday. Aw, cute. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, I'm Someone a fan. Someone go adopt that dog. Okay. <laughs> See you there. I got so close to bringing home some dogs yesterday. Nope. There was a, we just a Marimar. We permission to do yeah no, we don't. cool and then there was a like a cattley dog mix but it was a bit scruffy had like wire hair and giant Baby. ears i was like i love you his name was donnie he was a good boy oh my god i did see him donnie is such a cute precious name. and yeah. he's so sweet yeah, anyway yeah. anyway <laughs> have you got a tip i do have and a tip trick. i've got a i've got a wiki how how to oh hit me with it i love the illustrations yeah um, shall I send it to you so you can see the illustrations? Yeah, do it. I love it. Um, so today we've got how to teach your dog to dance. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm so I here for Is this. Is that worthy of air horn? Yeah. How to teach your dog to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we love that sound effect so much. I don't think you understand. I have a, like a small inkling that producer Zane is trying to have a relaxing moment and we are <laughs> definitely just <laughs> messing that up. <laughs> no relaxing for you. <laughs> Uh, uh. Okay, hit me. Hit uh, me okay, it. yeah, here we go. Did I send you that Also, link? it's co-authored by Pippa, you- which is the name of my sister's cat. <laughs> this is true. Um, so you got the link. Cool. Yep, okay. I'm ready to rumble. Good. Behind the scenes. Number one. Oh, shall I read the intro? I'll read the intro. Teaching your dog to dance simply means teaching him several tricks and commands to perform in a row and then settling, settling, and then setting everything to music, if you want. <laughs> Okay. Who's not putting on music? <laughs> we have been joined at the table Hello. by a small cat. Nix is like, cats should not... Oh, wait. Dogs should not dance. This has been my opinion. Strong opinion by Nix. Thank you and goodbye. You can teach your dog to jan- to dance. Guys. I dance sometimes. Words. <laughs> uh, you can teach your dog to dance just for the fun of it, or you can get really serious and enter dog dancing competitions. Is that a thing in Australia? I have no idea. You want to do a quick Google for me? Sure. Dancing with your dog is also known as canine freestyle. Love that. And while you can use these moves to dance, they also make great tricks for parties and pet therapy visits. Cute. Have you found some dance competitions? Dances with dogs, New South Wales workshops are open to anyone who has interest in dancing with their dog. All competitions are double comps. No way. There's world championship dog dance freestyle. Uh, Dances with dogs clubs, Queensland. Amazing. The home of canine musical freestyle and heel work to music. My God, I love it so much. My goodness. Yes, it is alive and well. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, Method one, teaching your dog individual individual tricks and dance moves. So you can 
teach your dog to spin. Have we talked about that one before? Yeah, I think I touched yeah. on it when we were doing flips. Yeah, so that is essentially placing your treat in a hand and using the treat to lure your dog to move in a full circle, uh, rewarding the behavior using verbal praise like yes or good. Yes. To indicate your dog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to, <laughs> to indicate your dog has done something properly and a treat is coming. Uh, at the RSPCA, we also get trained to do a thumbs up to give like a hand signal to be oh, like yes cool. good job um when training your dog to move in a clockwise circle try to use your right hand to hold the treat and when training your dog to move in a counterclockwise circle try use your left hand to hold the treat i'm trying to work out why that's important well clockwise, the clockwise circle goes towards your right and then the counterclockwise goes towards your left of course. it's uh, the same in ballroom dancing <laughs> is it yeah. i love that i love these weird crossovers <laughs> I mean, this is dance, so I guess it's not that weird. But uh, once your dog has learned the basics of the spin, try getting him to spin multiple times before tr- providing the treat, etc. Spinning dog stuff. Uh, tricks. Nice. Uh, another one you can treat them with. I meant teach them, but treat your dog to a stationary leg weave. This looks impressive. Yeah, it's like a figure eight around both your legs. Also, but the ghosty dog is freaking me out a little bit. Yeah, the ghosty dog. So, guys, there's this image on WikiHow that is like a figure eight, a dog kind of doing a figure eight around the pair of legs, right? Pair of human legs. Yeah. And to show that it's on the other side, it's got the same version of the dog, but it's blue instead of at all colored and just got, it has no pupils. So, it's a ghost dog. Oh, my God. I didn't even see the no pupils. Right? Creepy. Creepy. Anyway. It's October. Spoopy. Spoopy. (laughs) I did a shimmy to get that effect. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So what you do is you start with your dog in front of you while standing with your legs slightly apart enough for your dog to fit through. Make sure you have the dog's attention. Hold your dog's treat in your right hand and your dog's collar in your left. Now be gentle. <laughs> no yanking of your dog's collar, please. And thank you. Oh, no. Place your right hand behind you near to where your right leg Wait, near your right leg and near the opening of your legs. You want your dog to be able to see or smell the treat in your right hand. So essentially, again, you're luring the dog with the treat uh, by kind of like drawing the path that you want them to take with the treat. Uh, Use your left hand on your dog collar. Guide your dog through your legs towards your right hand with the treat. And then you do the same on the other side so that the dog is walking in between your legs and weaving. Um... Again, same kind of basics of reward the behavior, use hand signals, use a yes or a good so they know what they're doing. Uh, during practice, you can provide the treat at different spots in the weave movement. This helps to prevent your dog from assuming he only has to go to a certain place to retrieve the treat. So make sure they do the full uh, movement. And once your dog has a handle of weaving through your legs on both sides, so you do one leg at a time, obviously, use your hands and the treat to lure him in a full figure eight around both of your legs before you reward him. And then you can get your dog to do this trick without using your hands. Uh, Instead, you can cue your dog using the movement of your legs. So to do this, you practice the trick while bending your right leg and leaning slightly to the right while he weaves around your right leg. And then you do the same thing on the left side. Once your dog gets the hang of it, this it's written as once your dog gets the hand of it which is just not i don't think that's a thing is it Mm. once your dog gets the hang of it he'll move through your legs when he sees you bend your leg and lean to the side uh nice yeah so that's advancing to the forward leg weave trick where instead of standing with your legs apart you step forward and teach your dog to weave with your legs like that also cool very cool 
Other things you can do is have your dog circle around you. You can get your dog to hop up on its hind legs. That's a classic you see with people dancing with their dogs. Yeah. They like hop like little Zola weird kangaroos. Can do that. Yeah. She yeah. just does it on her own. Yeah. Zola does it for kicks. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, you can, I'm going to just speed through this because there's lots of different tricks. Yeah. tricks. Uh, you can, oh, this one just says make your dog your dance partner, <laughs> which is not a trick. Uh, but it says most dance tricks you do with your dog are done with you and your dog beside each other. You may be moving together in time to the music, but you're not actually dancing hand to paw. There is a trick you can teach your dog that will pull him, that will put him rather in a, I just burped. <laughs> but <laughs> I like how you did it away from the microphone, but then came back to tell us all that you'd done it. Because it made me laugh. Uh, uh, there is a trick you can teach your dog that will put him in a position to make it look like you two are really dancing with each other. You Note. are. Don't try and kid me otherwise. <laughs> Note, this trick will only work with a dog who is around the same height as you when standing on its hind legs. So not Zola. Probably not Zola. Yeah. Uh, probably not Poppy. If you have like a Great Dane or a Big Mastiff and you're teaching it to dance. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Please send us like photos and videos. We love that stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about this one. So it says start by kneeling down at your dog's level with one arm raised either to your side or to the front of you. Use your opposite hand to hold a treat above your outstretched arm. The purpose of the treat is to get your dog's attention. Hold the treat high enough that he can't reach it while sitting down. Either on his own or with some coaxing, get your dog to raise up on its hind feet and put his front paws on your outstretched arm. Cute. Once your dog has his front paws on your arm, on your arm provide him with the reward. You want to repeat this trick several times in the kneeling position. You may also want to add a verbal command to the trick so your dog will still perform when you lo- no longer have a treat. Cool. Um, I think the note before is more like this trick will only work with a dog who is around the same height as you while you're kneeling. Yeah. Because I think you can't do it with a medium dog. I can yeah, sure it'd be fine with Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're kneeling. Uh, yeah, and once your dog has got the hang of this trick, if you have a tall enough dog, uh, you can practice the trick while you're standing up. And then, guys, you're dancing together. Cute. Method two, even though it's really kind of step two of this whole thing, is creating a dance routine with your dog. And the image is just like... A tiny dog. It's like like a Sheba or something standing on its hind legs in front of a background of like a music staff. A curly music <laughs> a staff. A wavy yeah. music staff. Um. This is great advice. Find music that suits your dog. Dogs have different temperaments and different energy levels. Some might prefer hip hop. Others might prefer classical. Uh, when you're just starting out with dancing, pick a song or selection of music that is compatible compatible with your dog's energy and level oh, of enthusiasm. Yeah, that's what I meant. Start by picking music that lasts only one to two minutes. <laughs> For example, if you have a very high energy dog, you may need to pick music that has a fast beat. Whereas if you have a low energy dog, energy dog, <laughs> gonna need to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Bring low it down now. Energy dog, you may need to pick music that has a slower no, beat. I, I meant the music, not you. I know. I was trying to. I was doing a bit. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were doing a bit. If you just completely misunderstood <laughs> what I was trying to say, and I was like, Fair. oh no, not you, <laughs> not you. Break it down. Break it down now. Um. And then it's kind of like tips on choreography, which I'm sure you would be able to provide more information, um, Taylor. But yeah, it just says work out what specific tricks and move and moves you want to perform with the music. Well, basically, my advice would be to put stuff together 
that's going to flow easily for your dog. Mm. So you don't want to do something where they're moving really fast and then have to stop and go on their hind legs. You want it to all like flow together mm. so it's easier for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not going to want to do anything that's like super jolting and like confusing for them. You'll want to make it like make sense for them. That's good advice. Yeah. Is that so the, the same, same with, with humans? Yeah. <laughs> um, it also says, says start your routine with a pause. <laughs> pause. Uh, if you're planning a routine for a competition or you want to add a little drama to the routine for other purposes, start your routine with a pause and not movements. So it's got a picture of a dog and a person posing together. It's very cute. They're just like the dog sitting and the person's uh. like back to back. It's really cute. Uh, the purpose of the pause is to provide the audience with a split second picture of you and your dog together. Okay. This is also not written by anyone that dances with humans. <laughs> Make sure your r- routine includes movements in all directions. Good. As opposed to uh, one direction where you just walk forward. away. Yeah. <laughs> we just walk off stage. That's it. Thank you. We learned how to walk in with them. <laughs> and create sections of your routine where your dog moves on its own to show him off. What am I supposed to do? Step click? I don't think so. I'm the <laughs> professional here, freeze buddy. Freeze and look terrified. <laughs> uh, and look, I don't know if this is a rule, but it says end your routine center stage. But I don't think that's totally necessary. If you necessary. ascend to something more meaningful, you can end wherever you need to for your story to be completed. For the sake of the art. You don't need to end center stage. Tell, most importantly, you guys, when you're dancing with your dog, make sure you tell a story. Yep. Um, and then practice each part of the routine with your dog, which is what we were doing anyway. But like, make sure a you lot practice. Of work. This is going to be a really patient dog. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's that's all. <laughs> there's oh, there's some tips. You know, there's um, oh my god, amazing. The costume you wear for your competitions, because of course you'd be wearing a costume. Uh, should compliment your dog and not detract from his appearance. Your costume should also not draw the eyes of the audience away from your dog. The dog is the star, okay. you guys. I think that it can be shared. <laughs> I feel bad for this human that's put in all the work in this routine. Um, if your dog isn't motivated by food, bless Excuse you. Excuse me. If your dog isn't motivated by food, try using one of his favorite toys to lure him in the directions and positions you need him to go. And then his reward when performing the trick properly is to be able to play with his toy. Very cute. Uh, oh, Taylor, listen up. I'm listening, I'm listening. Canine freestyle competitions should be about the dog not the human. While it may be tempting to dance up a storm yourself, your routine should showcase your dog and his abilities. Okay. <laughs> I So here's what I'm imagining. Yeah. It's like a teen or a family movie. <laughs> uh. All the dogs are doing their like average routines and you're like, like this child star and you're like, I want to be different. And so your dog learns how to do the moves, but then you dance too. And it's this incredible culmination of like you and your dog you're dancing in the competition. Together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like the twist is you don't win, but everyone thinks you're amazing because like it's more about the lesson you learn along the way. It's more about having fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. Someone write this for me, please. Yep. <laughs> and that's it. Well, let's wrap her up. <laughs> we are on socials. If anyone writes Melanie's screenplay, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Floof and Papa Podcast. F L O F P U P E R with an ampersand. You guys can also shoot us an email. I think we said that last episode or the episode before yep. where we had um, a kind listener write to us about using her article, and we did, and we thought it was great. Um, so yeah, like shoot us an email at the Floof and Papa 
email. It's just floof and papa podcast, all spelled out, at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Heck yeah. Have a great week. Bork, bork, goodbye. Bork, bork, goodbye. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber. In order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you find podcasts. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.